Okay, Boker Tov, we continue in the Sefer by Yam Dar Kappa after a one-day break. We are on page Reish Mem Gimel. We're discussing the depths of the Emuna that illuminates on Shabbos. Uh, remember, the main point that we've been talking about in regards to the Emuna is that something that the neshama is able to perceive beyond what the seichel can understand. And then that brings you to Tveikus. And now we're getting more detailed into the Amuna. The, we discussed three stages of Amuna that, that come to its high point right as we come into the Shabbos. But those three stages are from the perspective of us Remember, we ended off with that example of which side of the prism are you at? That was that discussion. And we were in the middle of discussing what is this level that is revealed on Shabbos. And we're in the middle of a footnote on Reish Mem Gimel, right in the middle of a footnote. And uh, he gives a mushal. That's where we stopped. He says, there's a mushal to make this idea a little easier to understand. So the person is a combination of body and soul. And from an external appearance, it appears he only has a body. But once you look a little bit deeper, it becomes clear that he has a soul. Now, to the, to the degree that it is clear to the person that he, his existence is his soul inside the body, and the more you can understand that that soul is the primary thing, to that degree he will only relate to the soul as let's say it's another person. You're looking at another person. Okay, so I see there's a person, flesh and blood, eating a granola bar. So if I think the main part of Romeo is a person who eats food, I totally do not understand Romeo. But the fact that, I, that the more I believe and it's clear that he's really a soul and everything I'm watching is just the external garments, then you got to realize when I'm talking to him, I'm talking to his soul, I'm not talking to his body. Because once I understand that the body is just a garment, it is totally bottled and nullified to the inner soul that he has. Okay, that, that's clear. And you're not fooled by the body anymore. And even though you see the body, you know that's not who I'm talking to. I'm talking to the soul. And that's how we see how it's possible that when you see something from its inner content, it nullifies the external view until it's just not considered anything. The more you look into the truer inner reality something and it becomes clearer then the outer view fades away and it's only a shade of the revelation of the inner part of the person just like a body reveals through its is revealed through its actions and it can reveal what's inside the person and let's say when I see that you are laughing and you're happy okay so what are you going to consider that it's, oh, the, the main thing is that he smiled. <laughs> no, you're going to know the main thing is that he's happy. 
very important. In other words, you're trying to make a person smile or you're trying to make the person happy. So that's very important to realize. Really, you want the person to be happy. To make them smile is, is, should come from the depth of the person, not from the external part of the person. So that's the mushal to understanding this same idea of the higher levels of the beetle and the, looking at it from Hashem's perspective. Because that's the real perspective. It's not seeing the body from our perspective of reality, but what's Hashem's perspective? And that's a much more clear perspective You're on the other side of the prism. But this mushal, and any mushal we can give to understand this idea about Hashem is always not a perfect mushal. Because when you look at another person, the body and the soul are two separate entities. And the body is an entity and uh, may be uh, supplementary and it's not considered that important compared to the soul, but it still exists relative to the soul. So there are two entities. But the reality that we're trying to bring it to towards Hashem, it's that, that already does, isn't a proper comparison because we are really nothing. And we are just revealing um, colors, so to speak, of a Kaddish Baruch Hu. Because there really is only one thing. That's where the parable falls short. And when we look at things superficially in our realm, it looks like we have any, um, we have some kind of existence. But when you get to the deeper one and we only see the infinite light, there's, there's, uh, there's, no, there's no two things. It's, it's the same thing, just revealed in another way. Okay, so therefore it depends on how well you understand things. So that becomes the deeper idea that we're trying to achieve now that we're breaking through Friday night. We're trying to get into Hashem's perspective. Okay, so now as we get to the top of the page of Reish Mem Gimel and point Hey, it says this is the point of the deeper essence of Shabbos, where Shabbos is the day that it reveals the light of Hashem in the concealed part and the elevated part. And it conceals the essence of the holy holiness, its root, and as, as it were, the honor of Hashem is revealed itself. Not like the six days of the week where Hashem is concealed and is only revealed by the light that comes from the creation, uh, through the creation, and uh, where appears the creation is a separate entity. But that's not on Shabbos. This idea of Kedusha of Shabbos, where Hashem is revealed in and of itself, and we see that Hashem is holy and He is separated and beyond any concepts that make Him separated from this world, and we see that it's only the light of Hashem. Okay, but it doesn't mean to say that Hashem's so lofty that He's invisible. It's the exact opposite. It's exact. Hashem is so lofty and and so clear. It's revealed, and that is revealed. And then everything in this world is concealed. Okay, so Shabbos is not, as it says in footnote Kuf Pei Shabbos is not just a remembrance of what happened during the days of creation. 
but it is the day that it is actively revealed that truth of the light of, Shavu, of Shabbos that is true the entire six days of the week beforehand. It's not just I'm remembering what happened on Shabbos, something that's never repeated. Shabbos is always repeated. The same idea is repeated. That on Shabbos, it becomes clear that it's only Hashem, nothing but Hashem, and everything else melts away before and really has no appearance of any reality. So therefore, he concludes, he, 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 he gets to the point in point of six, he says, Shabbos is not just another one of the six days with just a little bit more holiness. It's the exact opposite of the other six days. All the other six days are the time where the world was being created and there was an establishment of some type of created beings which concealed the truth of Hashem. Because now, because what's going to happen and it appears that that which is existing seems to be something independent and separate from Hashem which is concealing the light of Hashem but Shabbos is the exact opposite because Hashem reveals Hashem the way the deeper understanding can understand it with a vision that Hashem himself is there and all concealments are gone and the whole six days of the week vanish. That's why the Zohar calls Shabbos Yoma Dili, my day. Hashem calls it my day. Because only on Shabbos is the light of Hashem revealed the way it is from Hashem's perspective. While the other six days of the week, whatever is revealed to Hashem is revealed through our perspective. Always just remember, which side of the prism are you on? That's all. And as he concludes this little section with point Zion, he says the level of this revelation is the true goal of all of creation because Hashem never intended to create a world that will forever conceal his reality. But the intention is that after the initial concealment and that hiddenness that's in the darkness through which the creation was made, and all the creatures feel that they are an independent reality and they only recognize Hashem from their view. Hashem wants it to move from that step to come to the great deep revelation much more to reveal that only Hashem is the reality and all the creatures who recognize His unity the way it's really true that Hashem is really it's, it's like looking at it from Hashem's viewpoint. That's why, Hashem, that's why Shabbos is Me'ain Olam Abba, is a taste of the world to come. Which is going to be the seventh millennia. Which is a day that's called Yom Shekulo Shabbos Umnucha. A day that's completely Shabbos. Rest, tranquility. Because then the revelation of Hashem will be complete. As it says, and we said it, uh, brought it out in the Erev Shabbos Drush. Yeshaya says, V'niskav Hashem Levado by Yom Havu. Hashem will be elevated and alone on that day right and therefore and a, le, a, lot, a little bit of that is what Shabbos is in other words when that reality of Mashiach comes in the 7th millennia rather it will be clear to everyone that Hashem is alone what does it mean Hashem is alone it's only Hashem it's only Hashem so what's everybody else just supplementary 
nothing. It's just a different color of Hashem. That's all it is. And there, and that's what's in the that's what's in the Shabbos, the Niska Hashem Levad. And that's what we. That's why the Medrash says. And there's another one who's Levado, and that's Yaakov. Vayiva Ser Yaakov Levado. Yaakov remained alone that night. Vayaveki Shimo, and a man struggled with him. Now we've said many pshatim on it, but now this becomes a new insight. If Veniska Hashem Levado means that there's only Hashem, well now. And then the measure says, and Yaakov was like Hashem. So now, when it says, uh, when when ya- when Yaakov now remained alone, Vayivo Ser Yaakov Livado, and Yaakov remained alone, it means he he remained only with Hashem. He reached the level of understanding it's only Hashem. And that was caused the struggle within himself to struggle with this idea. If Hashem is the whole reality, so what is my reality? He's struggling with a malach, whatever that means. Who is that malach? Well, this is the great struggle. We're trying to look for tachlis. We're trying to look for who am I? What is this great level? And you could say, you know, that Avram and Yitzchak were doing the earlier levels of Beetle. You could say. And just like we talk about the different levels, that yeah, you know Hashem exists, this and that, and you even have love for HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you care about HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But to realize that you, to finally see Hashem from Hashem's perspective, Right? That was, that was, now, then the question is, so then, who am I? Who am I? If, if it's all you, Hashem. So, there, and so therefore, when Yaakov's struggling with this, and the angel says, what's your name? My name's Yaakov. He says, that, that name Yaakov is before you're totally nullifying yourself to Hashem. Relating to how you hold on to Esau's heel, that, that's fine. But now you got to extend yourself. Now you have to remember your name is Yisroel. What does that mean? It's exactly what we're saying. Yisroel is Yoshor Kel. Straight with God. What straight with God mean? Meaning to know that now he says, with all my efforts, I mean, must realize that I'm really doing nothing. Now, isn't that the greatest struggle we have in life? that you want to feel important. Self-esteem. Of course, human being has to have self-esteem. So where do you get your self-esteem from? What you accomplish. Well, if I accomplish so many things that Jewish people need, and I have to accomplish all this. And Hashem said, you're making a big mistake. It's not, it's not you. It's all me. And when, it, when, it, when a Jew understands that you're not Yaakov, Yaakov is the external. Now, this, this is very interesting. It's very interesting. What's happening over here is the angel is saying, okay, your name, and now if you look carefully, here, let's look in the Chumash. 
says, Lo yikarei od shimcho Yaakov. This chair is rolling around. You could, you could hurt yourself thinking it's in the same place. So let, let's take a look. Let's take a look at at a, at a couple things over here. The Malach says, "Hang on." The Malach says, "Vayomer lo Yaakov Yemer od Shimcha. Your name should no longer be Yaakov. Kiim Yisrael." But you're strong because you are able to wage incredible battles and succeed. And then Yaakov wants to know his name, etc. But then, right after, right, we just said his name's not Yaakov, right? No longer. Then it says, Vayikra Yaakov Shevamakum Peniel. Yaakov calls the place Peniel. So I guess he's still Yaakov. <laughs> okay, but now let, let's move a little bit. Further, in the end of the parsha, where Hashem blesses him, and now look what Hashem says: Hashem bless him. Shimcha Yaakov, your name is Yaakov. Lo yikare Shimcha od Yaakov, your name should no longer be called Yaakov. Kim Yisrael, but Yisrael, and he calls him Yisrael. Okay. But then, as we continue the story, it's Vayatsev Yaakov. Yaakov, Yaakov, Yaakov. So, like, what's going on over here? If we've changed his name to Yisrael, why is it still Yaakov? So there's a lot of interpretations to this. But the, the main point is the following. Yes. You are Yaakov and you are Yisrael. We see constantly he's Yaakov and Yisrael. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of explanations why sometimes he's called Yaakov, why sometimes he's called Yisrael. The famous shot is when he's down, he's not doing well, he's Yaakov. When he's up, he's Yisrael. But what's the deeper meaning of that? The deeper meaning is Yaakov might be what you do, but Yisrael is who you are. You are a Yisrael. You do a Yaakov. But what you do, that's like the six days of the week. You're Yaakov. And Hashem is concealed. Right? But then, but, but really, your real name is Yisrael. Because that means you are totally connected to me and you have no reality of your own. You have no reality of your own. But you still have to live like a Yaakov. So the question always is, well, what is he? Is he Yaakov? Is he Yisrael? The answer is, well, they're which side of the prism? If you are on the initial side of the prism, you're Yisrael. That's it. There, there's nothing else but Yashar Kale. It's just an extension of God. That's all you are. You are just God. When you're on the other side of the prison, you're Yaakov. And that is so important because when you're trying to understand who you are, you have to understand there's what you do and who you are. 
What I do is I'm a Yaakov. And what do you, what do you try to accomplish in life? Well, everything that the name Yaakov represents. And that represents, you know, fighting evil, studying Torah, everything that it represents. And that's fine. But you got to realize that there's a deeper idea. The deeper idea is, and, and if you really want to, and, and then when that happens, then all of a sudden, Esau stops hating him. And we'll talk much more about this if you're at the call tonight or tomorrow morning, whichever, it's the same class. But whichever one, we'll discuss this much more. But th this, is, this is the real... Um, the real game changer. Mm. And and that's why you understand why Yaakov limps and then gets healed. On your own, you can't even stand up. As a Yaakov, you can't even stand up. But as Yisrael, you can be very tall and strong. And again, if you take a look at the Sukkim over here, that should bear it out. As it says, you know, they're fighting each other, and he hits him, he hits Yaakov on the heel, etc., mm. etc. Et but then he changes his name. Okay. Uh, and then um, Yaakov calls the place Pniel, and he's then is limping. Mm. He was limping. And therefore, we don't need the Gidanusha, because Yaakov, he touched Yaakov's Gidanusha. So what does that mean? As long as you're Yaakov and you think that you are a self-entity, you can't be hurt. As a separate entity, you can be hurt. But when the sun rises and the fact is the light shines and it's it, exactly the, the, the light shines, the sun rises, what's the sun? That's, that's the light of Shabbos. When the light of Shabbos comes, the limp goes away. There is no limp. Because as an ambassador of Hashem, there is no limp. Nothing can hurt who you really are. Maybe physically there's a limp, but that's but even that goes away when the light of Shabbos comes. You're not focused on that. It's so what there's a limp. What's the limp have to do with anything? It's not who I am. I'm not a person with a limp. I'm an ambassador of Hashem. I'm a piece of Hashem. On the other side of the prism, I can get a limp. But it's not who I am. It's not what I am at all. I'm totally connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And this becomes the great change. Okay. And, there, and therefore, we don't eat the Gira Nosha. Why don't we eat the Gira Nosha? Because as, as we've... Uh, for, uh, as, as we explained in... I, I, I forgot which class. I have been... There's a page you handed out. The idea is to stay away. No, where did I say it? to stay away from the non-Jews? It's the first time Hashem restricted us in the laws of kashrus. Yeah. No, it was a Shabbos trash. It was the Shabbos trash. It was Shabbos trash. Yeah. First time Hashem restricted us from eating food with the goyim. We're different than the goyim in terms of what we eat. You have to hang around with them because and that we shouldn't hang around with them. Because that's when we can make the mistake and think we are like them. So therefore, that now that you know that you're Yoshar Kale, don't mess around with these people. You have nothing to do with these people. And that's who your essence is. And that's the breakthrough 
that Yaakov comes to at this point. And that's, and that's really what Shabbos is. So Yaakov was able to taste Shabbos in this world. At that point, he had that Shabbos moment. And the point is, that's what we're trying to get all the time. And once it's that level, now creation is perfect. And at that point, when Yaakov emerged from the angel, you could say the, the patriarchs came to their completion. And that's why it says right afterwards that Yaakov came shalem to um, Shrem. And we say he was shalem in his body, shalem in his wealth, shalem in his Torah. Why was he shalem? Why was he complete? Because again, he reached the level of Levado. Remember, if you are just an extension from Hashem, you don't need anybody's approval. And you're not going to be short of money because you know Hashem gave you everything you need and that's all you need. No such thing being short of money. You're not going to be missing in your Torah because you're only going to be learning Torah. That's the main thing that you have. And then your body will be intact because Hashem is, will heal you because you're just an emissary of Hashem. He comes to that mamish perfected moment. And you know, there's a lot more to talk about. But... Uh, then you begin to see how Yaakov, so to speak, it doesn't really do much after this story. After this story, even though Yaakov will live another 40 years or so, but everything shifts to the children now. Because now Yaakov, he's entered the world of Shabbos. Yaakov now is in the world of Shabbos. And therefore you're gonna see he doesn't do a lot of things anymore. Even after Dina is raped, he doesn't do anything. It's the brothers. They're doing everything. The sale of Yosef. All that is now... So what does it mean? Well, it means Yaakov has already come into the world of Shabbos. And being in the world of Shabbos, his actions... We don't need to know about his actions anymore. We need to know actions of people who are struggling during the six days of the week. Not people who have achieved the level of Shabbos. Avram, to a certain degree, reached the level of Shabbos. Yitzchak reached a certain degree of Shabbos. And now, so you could say, you know, Avram reached the level of Shabbos of the Nefesh. Yitzchak reached the level of Shabbos of the Ruach. And Yaakov reaches the level of Shabbos of the Neshama. And now that you've had that level, so then what's the point of telling us any stories about him anymore? He's, he's there. He made the goal. There's nothing for us to learn from Yaakov anymore. Once you're in Shabbos, there's no Kitrugim, there's no prosecution, there's no Yetzirah, there's no nothing. So what, once we're in the world of Shabbos, the Torah, so to speak, doesn't have to give us instructions. You need instructions for living during the six days of the week. You don't need instructions. When we're going to have Elam Hado, the Torah is going to be totally different. The Torah is not going to say, Thou shalt not steal, Thou shalt not kill. Who wants to kill or steal? But, that's a long, but that whole point is to get to that level, to live during. So Hashem gives us Shabbos as a taste, but it's hard to live all the time like that. A tzaddik lives all the time that way. So Yaakov lives all the I don't need to know how he dealt with love, and I don't need to know how he dealt with Esav anymore. Once he finish that with the Malach and he meets Esau successfully then Yaakov's life is, is from a standpoint of work and receive reward his life is over it's a life of Shabbos alright there's going to be all kinds of problems 
let my sons now take over. It's for them to now go through the struggles that I went so that they get their attainment of Shabbos. Their training. Once I'm Yisrael, that's it. I don't have anything else to do. I'm Yosher Kale. What else do I do? I'm there as, a, as an inspiration to my sons. So he's like there in the background, but he's not there. So for example, when Yosef has to struggle and overcome his desire for Mesha's Potiphar, he gets the vision of his father. But Yaakov didn't do anything. But it's, oh, my father is still alive and he, this is what he would have wanted. This is what he would be. So now the tzaddik is, 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 is influencing without doing, per se. And that's what Yaakov achieved that level. While Reims has still to struggle. So Mirza we should be Zoycha somehow on this Shabbos to, to feel that reality from the other side of the prism and realize how pleasurable it is to be on that side of the prism. Okay, we'll, we'll stop it over there. Yeah.